as we step into that message portion of our service. Last week, we talked about the blessing of what Jesus gives us in the Lord's Supper here at this altar. This week, we talk about what happens right after the Lord's Supper, that Jesus goes to the garden. There weren't any red ants in there. There were a lot of olives, but there was something a little bit more dangerous than red ants that met him in the garden. So first, we'll see how Jesus submits perfectly to God's great game plan in our video this morning. At the Last Supper, Jesus told his disciples that one of them, Judas Iscariot, would betray him. Then Jesus said the disciples would abandon him, just like the prophet Zechariah said. Peter spoke up, Everyone else may leave you, but I will never leave you. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. I won't, Peter said. I will follow you, even if I have to die with you. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a garden called Gethsemane. He said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Jesus took three of his disciples into the garden, and Jesus became very sad and troubled. Jesus told the three disciples to stay there, and he went a little farther. Jesus fell face down and prayed, Father, if it is possible, spare me from this, but I want to do your plan. Jesus came back and found the three disciples asleep. He asked Peter, couldn't you stay awake with me for one hour? Jesus went away and prayed a second time. Then he found his disciples sleeping again. He said, are you still asleep? Get up, for it is almost time. Someone is going to betray me. Suddenly, Judas arrived with a large crowd carrying swords and clubs. Judas kissed Jesus so the crowd would know which man was Jesus. The men grabbed Jesus and arrested him. Peter pulled out his sword to fight the men, but Jesus told Peter to put away his sword. Jesus said, Isn't this what God planned all along? Jesus' followers ran away, but Peter stayed nearby to watch. As the men who arrested Jesus led him away, a servant saw Peter and asked, Aren't you one of Jesus' disciples? No, I'm not, Peter said. Twice more, as Peter watched what was happening to Jesus, someone asked him if he was a follower of Jesus. Peter lied. No, he said, I don't even know him. Jesus knew that his death was God's plan to save people from sin. Jesus' friends turned against him and he was arrested and put on trial, but Jesus followed his father's plan in order to bring salvation to the world. So what I want us to take away from today is that Jesus, our perfect substitute, submits to God's game plan. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the game plan. How many of you are football fans in here? Okay. I was really counting on a lot of hands being up, so this is good. Uh, so in football, more than any other sport, the game plan is very important in every sport, but in football, so much more. Because you could have all of the best players on the team and be a terrible team if you have a bad game plan. The game plan is everything. Now, in order to win a football game, to be successful, everybody on the team has to submit to that game plan. So when I was in college, we would review the game plan, we would study the other opponent to put that game plan together, and, and the morning, the day before our games, we would have a 6 a.m. practice. 
Now, we were in Michigan, so the sun never shined on our practice. We didn't even have lights in the field, so it was, we were practicing in the dark. But the goal was to get everybody out on the field so we knew that when the punt team came out, we would have 11 guys on the field, the kickoff team, 11 guys. And so the coaches were counting to see who was there, and they would look. If there were 10 guys on the field, they would look to find out who slept in. And that person would be in big trouble. But if you had a really good friend on the team who noticed that you weren't there and you were supposed to be out there when they called the kickoff team, they could sneak out as long as they were kind of like your size and build. And nobody would know the difference because it was too dark to see who the players actually were. They'd count 11 guys and they'd say, you're good to go. That's kind of what Jesus does for us. He is all of those 11 guys. He stands as our substitute so that our relationship with the Father is perfect. Jesus, our substitute, submits to the game plan perfectly. I think sometimes the word submit can sound like a bad word to a lot of us. And I don't think it really has anything to do with the way God uses it. It might have some things to do with the way that people have used it in the past. But I think more than anything, I think the word submit sounds like a bad word to us just because of the way our culture holds the pursuit of happiness as a priority against anything else, even a priority against the life that God would have for us. Because we usually spend our lives pursuing that happiness. And, and we look forward to things that we think will make us happy. We think, well, when the kids go back to school, that'll, be, that'll make me happy. And then that relief lasts for a couple of days until we miss them. We think, oh, when, when, when I get the new house, I'll have enough room and then I'll be happy. And then by the end of a year, we filled that house too. We always think we're looking forward to something that will make our life easier or happier, but it's like trying to grab, it's like trying to grab onto a cloud and as soon as we get a hold of it, it's gone. You see, God didn't just create us for the pursuit of happiness. He created us to submit to the game plan and in that submission to the game plan, we would find our place and our happiness. But what we heard in our Bible lesson today is that people are really bad at submitting to the game plan. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John into the garden with him, and he says, this is the game plan. You guys sit here, watch and pray, and I'll go over here and pray. And what happens? They fall asleep. They are caught sleeping when they're supposed to be filling a role. And Jesus comes back to them and catches them in their sin and says, wake up, watch, pray that you don't fall into temptation. And two more times they fall into temptation because they are pursuing the cloud of happiness that is a night's rest instead of submitting to God's great game plan. And how often we fall into that same sin. We, we are dragged from one busy thing to another busy thing. And sometimes I think that the biggest obstacle to us living a Christian life as families in this world, in this culture, is that we fill our schedules with so many things that we think will make us happy that we fail to submit to the game plan. 
And like the disciples, sometimes we don't even know what the game plan is. Because Jesus told them time and time again, I'm going to die and rise from the dead. And none of them saw it coming. They were sleeping on the job. And and when Jesus is arrested, they all flee and run away. None of them even know the game plan. And yet, Jesus stands as our perfect substitute. And he admits that he also would love to pursue happiness. He would love to be the guy that does the miracles and everybody wants to crown him king. But he sees that God's game plan is for him to go to a cross. And Jesus prays to God. This prayer is so important. He prays, not what I will, but what you will. Not what I want, but what you want. He submits to the game plan in our place perfectly. He's the substitute that stands in on a Friday morning in the darkness. He's the one that stands in for us so that we would have a right relationship with God. Jesus, our substitute, submits to the game plan perfectly. So we have a right relationship with God already just by trusting in Him. But with this right relationship, Jesus is also an example so that we could see how to live a more abundant life so that our pursuit of happiness wouldn't be at grabbing at clouds, but it would be grabbing at substance. It would be grabbing at the substance of God's plan for our lives, God's game plan. Where we come here and show up here to practice with the team so that we know the game plan where we spend time in God's word so that we know the game plan, so that we can also submit to God's great game plan because our relationship with him is already repaired. Jesus, our substitute, submits to God's game plan perfectly for us.